Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Adela Marcy Unplugged. I'm your host of the most, as always, Adela Marcy, and today I'm bringing you yet another badass in the industry. Again, I keep telling you guys, legends, legends of their industry just keep coming up, and the season is all about that. We have none other than my very good friend Andy Hassong uh, on the on the call with us. Andy, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks, uh, Adil. Dude, glad to have you on here. For those that don't know who this guy is, and I will be cussing a lot because cussing is allowed and also actually encouraged, this motherfucker's a badass, all right? That's the nice way of putting it. He's amazing. I love him. I've actually known him since 2010. I met him through John Reese, which was even crazier because, like, essentially what happened was, uh, if I remember correctly, Andy was leaving being uh, John Reese's JV manager, and John Reese is, uh, like, I don't know for what reason, just for being a cool dude, decides to mail his list and say, hey, my JV guy's leaving. If you guys need a JV manager, uh, hit him up. He's amazing. He's done like a shit ton of stuff for me. And I was like, I don't need a JV manager, but I like him. I want to talk to this guy. He seems like a cool dude. And I reached out to Andy. We had a little bit of a conversation. We had a phone call on Skype. And then we got at, we got connected on Facebook. And then I ended up going through his JV course and we ended up talking copy, life, business, and all the other fun stuff. And same <laughs> at the time, literally six months of knowing this guy, considering one of my closest friends online at the time, and also his son had gone through epileptic surgery. Like, uh, I think it was Caden's second surgery or first surgery, I don't remember, um, around that time period. And um, we essentially just like reconnected over it. Because like, the, the thing is, I really, if, I, if I'm friends with someone, I want to know everything about them. I want to be their friend. Um, and Andy and I have never met, so I just basically messaged him, hey man, I'm really sorry, like, I'm, I hope everything's well, sending press to your kid, hope, you know, everything works out okay. And Andy was kind enough to just tell me what was going on. And, um, yeah, we just bonded over that, we just became really good friends, and over the years, I've gone back to Andy for a multitude of reasons, including just having a conversation and wondering how his life's going. I mean, he's given me a ton of advice that saved my ass. And th there's no one better. So basically, you guys are in for a treat with this guy. Okay? He's probably... He sat there quietly waiting while I just yammer on. But I'm just, <laughs> no. I'm just gonna, awesome. I'm going to shut up in a minute. But before I do, I'm going to give a quick shout-out to every... Uh, to, our, to our affiliates. Not to our affiliates. To our sponsors. So this episode is sponsored by AdelaMarcy.com. Uh, also, this basically like go to my website, check out the cool email list stuff that we've actually created for you guys on how to basically build an effective email campaign that gets you money through the door. Fun fact, you can actually use that on your social media and turn your social media into an email list if you want to. I'll show you how to do that too at some point. Um, also, endorse, uh, also, this episode is sponsored by Endorsed Influence. So endorsedinfluence.com is Andy's site. Go check it out. He shows you exactly how to have partner persuasion path uh, as a PDF on how to basically attract, motivate, and keep your ideal endorsed traffic partners, meaning in the sense of the people that you joint venture with, how to keep them happy and how to keep bringing them back into actually keep mailing for you. Because when you have that, trust me, it makes life a lot easier. So that being said, Andy, welcome to the show of Crazy Town. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. That's now I gotta say, man, your memory is way better than I and than mine. I obviously I've known you for a long time and I remember chatting quite a few times, but I don't remember specifics like you do. So it's oh, cool. Man. To walk down memory lane like that, um, you know, when you're saying all that, it it jogged my memory about some of those combos. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, man. Well, dude, thing is, like, you're 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 one of the people, and it sounds really weird considering we don't really speak that often. 
But I still consider you one of my closest friends on the digital scene. Like it's really crazy. Like um, I know for a fact when I come out to the U.S. next year, I'm actually well. You still live in wait? Do you still live in Indiana? Or have you moved? Yeah, yeah. I still live near Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay, I'm kind of like impressed by this. Everyone that's listening, he's only told me his address once in 2011 when I asked him where <laughs> he was living at the time. <laughs> And I'm like surprised at everyone. I was like, yes, winning. But no, um, I'm actually making a pit stop in Indianapolis just to see Andy. And he doesn't, he's just finding this out right now. Um, so I'm going <laughs> awesome. give, give him a big ass hug. I'm not seeing my friend for absolutely, like, I've never, we've never met in person, but this guy's had my back the entire goddamn way. I remember um, messaging you a year ago and you were like, hey man, how's things going? I was like, terrible. I'm in a really bad spot. I don't know what I'm doing. Your response was, take some time off, go for a walk, do some breathing, come back, get motivated, take some damn action. You know what you're doing. And then you gave me some advice on how to even take action. And I was like, God damn, this is cool. <laughs> I have that saved on my on my hard drive somewhere. It's That's like great. Andy's advice. <laughs> Always comes back and serves me. Now, with that being said, for everyone that's actually kind of curious, how did you even get into the JV game? Because like when I first heard of you, you'd been in it in a while and you'd been working with John Reese, who is like uh -huh. ridiculous. So how did you get into it? Well, um, you know, really, I kind of stumbled into being kind of an affiliate manager for John um, as a result of, first of all, being an affiliate marketer. And, you know, part of my story is that, you know, I met John at an event and um, before he was known as this internet marketing guru or whatever. And uh, just I walked up to him uh, at the beginning of the event before it even started because I had just checked in. And, um, you know, I was pretty pumped up about being there and, you know, cause I was still working full time as a postal clerk at the time and saw him standing on the side of the room. And I just went up to him and started talking to him, uh, find out, you know, who he was and everything. And one thing led to another, uh, where uh, that evening we, we were hanging out, uh, with some other guys, uh, having beers in the bar and, and all that. We just became friends first. And over the course of about a year and a half, we stayed in touch and, uh, it was around that time he released his traffic secrets training. And when that hit big, he asked me if I would be, consider becoming his affiliate, his affiliate manager. And, um, I was like, man, uh, sure. You know, I don't know what I'm doing, but he's like, oh, don't worry about it. I'll, sh I'll just, I'll show you what to do. And so that was in like January 1st of 2005 that I started doing that. And so I did that for about five years and that's how I really got, you know, cut my teeth on, you know, figuring out what makes, you know, people tick in the online marketing space and want to promote others' products and, uh, you know, kind of the right and wrong way of doing that. See, what I love about that is, well, two things. One, I have to ask, how how does it feel, like, knowing that at one point you were a postal clerk and now you're <laughs> basically, like, that, that is worlds apart? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, um, sometimes we do things or take jobs in our lives that we do uh, you know, we do it for different reasons. And in my case, it was because I had two small boys and really wasn't making the online marketing. Well, I, you know, I started learning about online marketing in 1996 when I got a web TV and went to a seminar and was on the warrior forum, like in 97 when it first opened or something like that. And, but I didn't know what I was doing. I, I, I didn't apply myself and, and I was, you know, that's, when I was working as a postal clerk, you know, I started in 95 working as a postal clerk, did that for seven and a half years, but I did that as a means to support my kids while I, you know, listened to audios and, and bought 
training courses on how to do everything from real estate to uh, stock stock investing to internet marketing. And just one thing led to another where I was fortunate enough that I went for it. And I, well, the main thing is I, I got married and my wife was very supportive of me taking the plunge and quitting my job because she knew how miserable I was and that she, you know, she believed in me. And so I went for it. And so to answer your question, years later, you know, I look back and I remember asking some people that, you know, a couple older gentlemen who were close to retirement, if they were in my shoes being, you know, my early thirties felt like I had what it takes to be my own boss. Um, you know, what would you do in my shoes? And, and they didn't hesitate. They said, get the hell out of here. I said, you don't think I would be stupid giving up a, a solid job with benefits? And they said, heck no, you know, I wish I would have taken more chances in my life. And so that helped me kind of seal the deal on that. And so I quit. And so years later, I look back, you know, um, obviously it wasn't all smooth sailing. Um, a lot of ups and downs along the way, but a lot more ups. Um, and so I'm just very, I don't know, grateful for those who supported me along the way. And I'm glad that I went for it. And without doing that, I wouldn't have made all the friends and you know, contacts I have. And obviously the, you know, the money too, to be honest with you. Um, compared to my postal job. And so, yeah, it feels good. It feels good to know that. And, you know, and I've always, you know, encouraged others to take a chance in their lives. You know, I've got two boys, those two boys I mentioned, they're in their mid twenties now. Um, they both work jobs, but they, one of them is also, uh, working, uh, in online business. I've encouraged him to go for his dreams and same thing with his brother. And, uh, so yeah, man, it feels good. That's amazing. Dude, that is incredible. I just love the fact that it's, um, <laughs> how do I put this nicely? It's incredible to think, that, to know that you have kids that are in their, that they're in their 20s. <laughs> That's one. And two, because you're really, you're quite young. But also the fact that you went for it, because a lot of people don't. And um, yeah. I, I kind of got, I kind of lucked out. And you know my story, because like, we met when I was 19, 20 years old. <laughs> you know, I was like that little kid in the room. Um <laughs> It's kind of scary to know I'm 28 years old. I've been doing this for a decade. Man, gosh, 28. Boy, yeah. I wish I knew. Seriously, I sound like an old man. I mean, I'm 48. So look, dude, I'm 20 years older than you are. But I sound like an old man when I say this. But gosh, anyone who's listening to this eventually who's younger and is, you know, kind of stressed out about, you know, their place in this industry or trying to get ahead or whatever, all I got to say is, no one's going to believe in you more than you do. You've got to have your own back. You've got to really believe in yourself enough that if this is what you want to go for it and surround yourself with people who believe in you and get to know people online through Facebook, man, I wish I had Facebook when I was 20. Like when I started this, uh, okay. So 2005 started out as a JV manager then. So I was uh, 35, I was 34 at the time, man, if I had Facebook before then to be able to make the relationships and connections with people. So my point is, you know, I'm just kind of thinking out loud here Go is that, it. you know, um, that so many people have these fears about taking chances in their life um, as an online marketer or a copywriter or whatever the case may be, or e even something unrelated to online marketing, just being your own boss, selling physical products through Amazon, whatever the case is. Um, but really it comes down to understanding you've only got one life to live and the people today who laugh at you because 
you you want to you know take a chance in your life or degrade you or make you feel less than what you know you want to be treated uh, are the same people who will be patting you on the back a couple of years down the road once you've figured it out and they'll also be asking you so what is it you do again and they'll be the ones saying oh yeah i knew he had it in him all, all along or i knew she had it in her all along you know when they really didn't um but you got to understand that these people only care about you i mean they care about you and they only say these things because they do care and they don't want to see you get hurt and get burned or whatever you've just got to have thick skin and you know, listen to them, but at the same time, don't let it affect the confidence you have in yourself. And you've got to stay on a mission to reach those goals. So gosh, I didn't mean to get into preaching mode there, but, um, it just kind of flowed. <laughs> no, dude, don't even ever apologize. This entire show is basically one huge ramble about people. So no one gives a shit. <laughs> cool. It's like, it's just a cool thing that we do. And yeah, so here's the, here's the easy thing I'm going to say, and I'm going to add to your advice. As that person that has come out of what I would call the teenage angst of business, mm -hmm. surround yourself with good people. That's rule number one. Rule number two, don't pay attention to what other people are doing. Oh, yeah. Pay attention to what you're doing. Stay in your lane and work your, work your garden into, like, magic. Mine your own shit. Don't worry about mine, as in, like, dig through and look for gold. Not mine, uh, as in, like, mind your own stuff. But also that. The reason is because, like, when I started out, I had so many insecurities. I still have a few left over. Like, my big thing was, um, the, my biggest opposition was my dad. Hmm. Like, my dad's thing was, like, you're never going to make it, blah, 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 all this, that, the other. Uh, why don't you get a real job? And then it was my sister, and then it was my friends, and then it was, like, people I was dating. And then there was, like, no, no, every every spectacle of success I've got to, oh, every, uh, every step of the way, I've had challenges. So when I lived in Leicester, when I moved out for my for the first time to my own home, like to my own apartment, I had challenges paying the bills. Uh, when I lived in Montreal, I had challenges. When I lived in San Diego, I had challenges. When I, when I lived in London, when I lived in Plymouth, I had challenges. The place I live in and have lived in for the last three and a half years, I've lived here, and this is me just being completely blunt with everyone that's listening. When I, when I moved in here, um, I moved in with 15,000 pounds, so about $25,000, right? Mm -hmm. That I miraculously made inside two months. It was the most money I'd ever made uh, outside of like real big launch wins. So it was like, you know, small client pieces. I got a client to pay me this, which is cool. But when I got to London, because I had to pay, I had to pay like 10,000 pounds. So at like 15, so 15, 17 grand, because it was six months up front that was needed for me to get onto a lower rate of paying rent. Worked my ass off. Moved in. Finally got to London. It's a huge city. I live in, like, right in the heart of London. So I'm dead center of everything. And uh, the bank calls me up that day that I move in. And they tell me they've had to reverse the transaction put my account on hold. Because oh, wow. they, they thought... Because the money was sent through a Swiss account. So they thought I was money laundering. Hmm. So my account got put on hold... The client's pissed off. I'm pissed off because I'm like, I need the money to pay my landlord. The client's pissed off because, you know, the money hasn't gone through. It's making him look bad. So essentially, he pulls out, backs out the contract, takes the money, goes, and doesn't, you know, he ends the contract with me. So I'm down 15 grand on the first day I live in London. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
I've got no way of making money at this point. I'm like freaking out. I'm stressed. I'm like, because uh, I've got, I, I did, ha- well, I do have bipolar, I'm diagnosed with bipolar uh, disorder. So I have bipolar depression. And that exacerbated when I was stressed out. It, like just got to the point I was having like mental breakdowns the whole lot. Didn't know what I was doing. I reached out to a couple of people. I was quite secluded about it. It took me four months to come out of that. And the craziest thing about it is every step of the way, I've had my critics. When I first moved to London, my dad legitimately, genuinely thought that I moved to this neighborhood as a drug dealer. Oh, really? Yeah. Gosh. I mean, my neighborhood, this is the crazy thing about where I live. I live in Soho. Soho is the most sexually open um, neighborhood and borough of London. But not only that, it's where there's a lot of brothels, but there's also a lot of uh, homosexuality. It's it's a very open neighborhood, uh, but there's also a lot of like Italian. It's like it used to be an Italian place, then it wasn't, and now it's like a mix of everything, and everyone's accepted because everyone loves you. But the funny thing is, when my dad found out I moved to Soho, his exact words were, "I think he's trying to tell us something." Was one and two, I think he might be a drug dealer. So I used that in my stand-up comedy. I just did it as a joke, but my dad <laughs> genuinely thought this about me. So you know, that's a criticism. Mm-hmm. Fast yeah. forward three years, like to today. Um, just this morning, my dad texted me the words, Adil, uh, like he was like, because it's really hot, we're going through a heat wave. He was like, keep cool, son. Like my dad texted me after I went to the gym and goes, hey, Adil, I hope you're well. Uh, keep cool, son, love you. And my response back, jokingly, was like, ha ha, I'm always cool, but yes, I do have water with me. Hope you're well, dad. And he goes, I hope that you'll always have your sense of humor because I know how great you are. To get my dad's, That's awesome, man. To get my dad's respect like that was incredible. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you right now, I only got my dad's respect when I stopped giving a fuck about what my dad thought of me. Yeah. Like, the moment I was like, nope, I've got to work on my own empire, because who I'm working yeah. for is me, my future kids, my future wife, my future family, and more impo- most importantly, my mom. Because I want to look after my mom. Like, I, she's 51 this year, and I want her, like, I don't want her working till she's 60. I want my mom to retire as quickly as humanly possible so she can do, like, some crazy shit in the world and change lives by being an awesome human. Um, so there's a lot of that. So essentially my message, very similar, just t- dovetailing off Andy's, is don't don't be discouraged. I mean, you might be that 20-year-old kid. You might be that 30-year-old person um, that's listening to this right now. Trust me, your journey, though as hard as it may be, reach out to someone, and I guarantee you the nice people always come back to you, and they'll give you advice, usually free advice. Take the advice and apply it. Yeah, absolutely. Man, you know, related that too, um, you know, when you said don't pay attention to others, one of the biggest problems that people have, even as simple as being on Facebook and scrolling through your feed, and that is to don't compare yourself to others. Don't don't sit there and see that, you know, how how great someone else is doing, you know, reporting, you know, some sales they're making or how great their life is or the Lambo they're buying or anything like that and compare your current state of your business or your life itself to theirs. You know, um, that because that can really set people down a rabbit hole of even despair in some cases. Um, you got to have thick skin and look through, you know, all that because people's lives aren't usually as great as they might seem online. Everyone's got issues going on behind the scenes uh, and so on. And you just keep your nose down working, doing what you got to do to get ahead while also enjoying 
your your life not taking yourself too seriously and just enjoy the ride um, but at the same time working hard too so uh, but don't compare yourself to others because yeah I mean that's just uh, something that's going to it's just not going to serve you well at all yeah it really doesn't at all and one of the things I find really interesting about what you just said right now is the comparison to others and one of the big ones I have um, crap I had something for this it'll come back to me basically what it is, is when you're not comparing yourself to others and you compare compare yourself to who you were a year ago mm-hmm. yeah. that's, that's the best comparison I have for anything and sometimes you'll have a great year and the year after you'll have a shit year but look don't just compare yourself to the financial column compare yourself in the spiritual the emotional the vulnerable the uh, the health look at every area of your life and kind of like give it a score and trust me a year later those scores will usually go up yeah that makes sense well and it's also similar you know one thing i was going to mention too is that people are always trying to uh not just impress others but trying to prove themselves to others but one thing i actually posted this once i don't know maybe nine months or so ago on facebook where i said don't try to um uh prove yourself to others prove to yourself that you can you know do what it is you're trying to do uh, because others you're you know Others don't really care. I mean, there are, people are rooting you on, but man, people are so busy at their own lives. They're not really paying as close attention to you as you might think they are. Um, so, you know, like if you've got someone, you mentioned your dad, for instance, and yeah. we all have, have people who we don't think really believe in us or support in us or, or support us or whatever. But the best way to prove them wrong or to prove yourself to them is to is to really block out any feelings of, of wanting to do that. And instead just put your nose down. And like I was saying before, just keep working to reach your goals. And as you, it's kind of like you said about, um, once you decide you didn't give a damn about what your dad thought anymore, that's when you got his respect. And it's the same thing with everyone else. Once you, you know, just at least pretend you don't care about all that and don't let that mentally affect you at all. And just make sure you're focused on your goals and, and and seeking achievement on you know on whatever it is you're you're looking for and you're happy and then people start seeing that in you then then you've pretty much proven yourself to them without actually trying because i think the harder you try to prove yourself to others you're always trying to impress those people and i you know i've got a friend a, a lifelong friend who in my opinion has always been trying to impress his father always trying to you know it's kind of try to one up his, his older brother. Um, cause he was kind of a, a middle child and, and it seemed like the, his older brother and younger brother always got all the attention. And, um, and this guy's sacrificed time with his own family to achieve financial freedom, uh, while working at, you know, at high level, um, you know, as an officer of a company and he's always traveling. He's never around his kids. He wasn't around his kids very much when they were growing up for the sake of trying, in my opinion, trying to live up to what his brothers had achieved and trying to impress his dad. And, and that's And you can see that's a great example of how it can ruin other aspects of your life, especially other relationships. So, man, we're really getting deep here. I love oh. this podcast, man. I've never been on one like this. This is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I told you this show is called unplugged for a reason. We go really deep in these shows. Um, yeah. But something that's really interesting to me is, um, 
I, I kind of want to back up for a second because I remember what I was going to say about right. comparison, cool. uh, com- comparing yourself to others. It didn't dawn on me until Monday, and I wrote this on Facebook as a joke, and then it just became so real as like, the more I spoke about it. Essentially, I'm like the Mark Ruffalo of the direct response world. And here's what I mean by that. For anyone that knows Mark Ruffalo, they know for a fact, and they've probably heard me say it before, Mark Ruffalo has this whole thing where he doesn't really know that he's famous. I mean, look at anything the guy does. He's always like, oh my God, is that this celebrity? And just, he has so much joy and aw- he's so awestruck being around other celebrities, like, because, you know, how he is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like that in the direct response world. Like, not to blow my own horn too much here, but like, um, I'm 28 years old and I've already done $400 million in confirmed sales for my clients. I've written for every, possibly every top consultant, copywriter, business owner internet marketer there is or i consulted on some of their stuff and i've had them actually use the work i've given them um currently working with jay abraham and shane hunter been best friends with guys like ben settle and yourself for like over a decade for nearly for nearly a decade or just over a decade and i've done all these great things before i even hit 30 you know Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when I'm around other copywriters are like killing it and they're brand new and stuff like that, I'm like, oh my God, you're so amazing. Only to forget that I've actually done the exact same thing and I'm the same guy. Like people have that same effect around me. They'll be like, oh my God, it's Adel. He's amazing. I'm like, yeah. So it's like the marker of flow effect without actually meaning. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a fun thing. And I had a conversation with like another entrepreneur a couple of days ago. Curiosity will genuine like as an entrepreneur you have to get rid of the term curiosity killed the cat you have to replace it with curiosity help the entrepreneur grow because when we're curious that's when we essentially find the answers we want and we find the people that we're meant to be around because curiosity just guides us towards what we need yeah would you agree or disagree to that yeah i absolutely agree with that and i liken that to the fact that I've got a son who's 24 years old and doing the online marketing stuff, and he's taken upon himself to, you know, um, you know, go to a live event on his own and and everything at a younger age than that. Um, and actually, he had gone with me a couple of times, and and he's taken upon himself to make his own connections through you know, Facebook and you know, again that live event and and just uh, collaborating with people. And it's through those connections that you know through just being organic about it, you know, thinking about what it is you're trying to achieve and then reaching out to those who can help get you there, but also just meeting people and getting to know them, finding out what makes them tick and letting those conversations lead you down a path where you may or may not be working with them directly or uh, collaborating, but may get introduced to someone else who might be a good contact for you. Um, and then also being willing to help those other people. So, um, you know, definitely, yeah, that's, you know, what you mentioned is very powerful. No, it's true, man. Like, it, it's incredible exactly, like, um, what people don't realize is I love the term, I, I love what the Quakers used to say, which is when you pray, move your feet. Yeah, it's cool, absolutely. Right? Yeah, it's, it's such a powerful thing because you can take action. I mean, your, your son that's 24, he is kicking ass. And he's making a name for his, his, himself. He's not, you know using your name to get in through the door, but he's doing it himself. Yeah. And that's very powerful. You know, obviously he's got some advantages, you know, because I am, you know, well connected and that only means I'm old because I've been around <laughs> this industry forever. But, uh, uh, so he's got some advantages there, but we've purposely done things in a way where it's not just him piggybacking off of me because he's not even doing what I do. I mean, he helps me some in my business, 
to kind of learn the ropes and this and that. But, um, but he's doing stuff, you know, outside of what I do. Um, like for instance, I, I've never personally placed a Facebook ad in my life. I've never, never messed with it or anything. He's done all that stuff that I have to ask him, you know, uh, you know, if, if this makes sense or whatever. So yeah, man. Um, but you know, just kind of to finish that thought, um, you know, when, you know, you were, we were talking about how people need to, you know, just ignore what other people are doing, um, in the sense of, you know, not letting what others are doing distract you from your, your goals or comparing yourself to them. Uh, just remember that, you know, if the only person that matters who believes in you is yourself, you know, which I've already mentioned, plus surrounding yourself with others who have your back and you can't avoid having, you know, at least one or two people around you that, uh, necessarily that might not believe in you or might not, you know, understand what you're doing. That's okay too. You just can't let that affect you. Um, and just keep doing what you do. That's awesome. I love that. That is so true. Now I really want to jump off that point to ask you something completely different and a little bit off the cuff here. And it's this idea of if you were to actually give, um, a recommendation for someone to take a online digital course or to follow an entrepreneur, who would it be and why? Hmm. I know the whole idea is it depends what they want, but let's just say the average thing is they're looking at, I don't know, supplementing their income from their day job, or they're looking at a way to actually create, I don't know, $5,000 a month, something simple like that. Hmm. Like whose course would I send them to? Or who would well, you tell them to follow? Okay. Well, I can, well, since you asked that and their name popped up top of my head, um, because I, it's a client of mine, and I, this isn't self-serving. This isn't oh, so that you course. go and do, don't know, even add it. Yeah. Add, stop, stop, <laughs> stop, stop uh, giving it an excuse, buddy. Just say yeah. it. Cause if that, if they're awesome by your name, they're awesome. So let's go with it. Sure. Well, um, for instance, Caleb O'Dowd, a uh, friend of mine. Fucking who, love him. Yeah, I actually did he, uh, a live. I live. I did a live for his uh, for his students in his group on the seventh of May. Oh yeah, you yeah, did. That's yeah. right. I forgot about that. <laughs> well, uh, he's that's awesome. funny. Yeah. Well, Caleb, I've worked with him for a couple years, and he's just been. Uh, first of all, he's he was mentored by uh, Gary Halbert many years ago. He and his brother both were, and I believe Sam. Yeah, Sam Markowitz's part. Their partner was as well i think they even lived with gary for a time they did and yeah i think so um i know they mentored directly with gary like side by side but i I, but i think they even lived with him for a while three Uh, don't quote me on that no no they did yeah they they lived with him for three months because uh kayla's been on kayla's been on the podcast before he was actually one of our first guests for season four Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like. Uh, so yeah. They. They definitely. Caleb's name comes up. You know, it's it's legit, and I will vouch for that any day of the week. Caleb yeah. is legit. Right now, um, in May, he's doing a uh, a challenge where he's helping you get your tribe and your list built uh, mm-hmm. for free. So if you look at the actual group on Facebook when you're reading this, you can go through all the back issues of uh, of the training. I guarantee you, it's everything from how to create a lead magnet to setting your opt-in, your emails, and everything else in between to like create your offers. It's a very in-depth training. He's given it away for free for the time being. So go check it out. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you. Like Caleb's one of the most badass people I know. And this is what I meant by the Marco Flow effect is I actually said it on that show. I was like, 
I feel like, like it feels like the Mark Ruffalo effect. He goes, what do you mean? It's like, because I look up to you. I'm like, wow, you're amazing. And then Caleb at the end was like, adult's amazing. Did anyone else hear this? He's, he's a great copywriter. Go work with him. I was like, oh, wait. Yeah, no, I am, aren't I? Yeah, thank you. It's one of those weird moments of just recognition. Um, so Caleb's someone that you definitely would recommend to check out. Uh, oh, what, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of cool. It was like small world. I had no idea you and him were working together. So it's kind of like an added bonus for me. Like, yes, the Legion yeah. of Badasses is coming together. Sorry, <laughs> Caliban, Darklock. I know. I know you listen to the show from time to time. If we did mention it, it's his group, and he actually got it before I did, so damn him. In the most <laughs> nice way, because he's actually... He's a lovely, twisted individual. Um, so, d- just curiously, like, as we're hitting uh, this area, like, this part of the show, I'm going to ask you a really fun question, Andy, and we're going to expand it a little bit for you. So, we're going to go three and three. So, you're going to give me three... I want to ask what would be three books, the business books, that you would recommend... And the second question is, what are three fiction books or movies that you would recommend? Okay. Three business books. Um, first would be How to Win Friends and Influence People mm-hmm. um, by Dale Carnegie, I think. Yep. He's an author for that. Uh, it's been a while since I've read it, but that's a, just a crucial you know, book just in you know, uh, relating with people. And I remember uh, from reading that book, I actually started dating a girl like, years ago as a result of reading a portion of the book where it said that people love to hear their own names. And there was this girl I was interested in that I worked with at, um, again, as a postal clerk, uh, who I, uh, ended up mentioning her by name one day when, you know, we had never really talked before, just dropped off some mail to her, to her, uh, case, walked away and then found out she was interested in me. I was like, Holy crap, this stuff works. I was like, yeah. that was that was so easy. So anyway, read that book, not just for picking up uh, girls or guys or whatever, um, but it's just a great business book about you know personality, um, you know making connections and so on. Um, um, I'll also add in saying Carlton recently said that is the salesman's bible. In fact, every mm. every great copywriter has a copy of it in the house that's a little bit torn up because they kept it. Yeah, it's awesome, man. It, it's great. Um, let me see another book. I would have to say, gosh, I'm trying to, I don't want to say the one that probably everyone says, like Think and Grow Rich. I mean, that's obvious. Um, you probably heard that a million times. Uh, but, um, I was going to yeah. say, what, 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 sorry to interrupt that, just real quickly for everyone that's listening. Uh, my friend Valerie Duvall, it just like came to my phone that she posted a, a picture of you and her from five years ago when you're dressed as Slash. Yeah, I, I think I'm that. just. I think I'm just going to put that online as your profile picture for one of the episodes or a promo. That's not going to be a <laughs> thing. Sorry to interrupt, guys. That that just had to be said because I fucking love Andy and it's it's just something fun. So yeah, second book. So first book <laughs> is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. What would you say? Is your That's cool. Book? Well, um, let me see. This one isn't necessarily a business book, but it's helped me in my business a lot. And that is, um, uh, let me see. Gosh, what's it called again? Um, it's by Ryan Holiday. He's got great, he has some great books like The Ego is the Enemy. That's a, an excellent book of his. The other one is um, some about obstacles. Oh, uh, Obstacle is the Way? Yeah, Obstacle is the Way. Um, that book really helped me when I was stuck in my business and lost the passion um, and really was kind of discouraged just about the whole industry that I've been working in for so long. And then as a result of reading that book, it really helped me to get back on track. And so I would definitely 
consider anything by Ryan Holiday, and he's got a new one out, Perennial Bestseller, or Perennial Seller, I think yeah. is what it's called. That's a good book. That is a good yeah. book. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, it's awesome because, um, and I haven't read the whole thing. Man, I, there are very few books I've read all the way through, to be honest with you. I, I use them as reference, <laughs> read yeah. just enough that until I'm satisfied and then I move on to something else or just don't read for a while, which is terrible to admit, but no, it no. is what it is. What's really but, funny um, is one of our previous guests actually said that he uses purposeful reading. And what he means by that is he only reads the book that he needs to read, the portion that he needs to read it for, like the chapter he needs to read, he'll read. He won't read the whole thing cover to cover. He'll just read the bits that he needs to actually get done. Yeah. And that works. And I, the more I speak to high-level entrepreneurs like yourself and, you know, people that are killing it, I realize that's the same way that I am, that same way that most people are, is that we own, we read like seven books at a time, but we pick the ones, that, the pieces that we need from each book. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, and, sorry. Yeah, well, no, that's okay. Yeah, see, I think the problem is, you know, that... Yeah, I call it a problem, but because in school we, at least in America, I don't know everywhere else, but you're always, you know, you have specific plans that are set before you. You've got to read, you know, an entire chapter and an entire book about X, Y, and Z to be able to take tests over it and everything. And so, you know, so you have ingrained in you that you've got to finish a book. Well, that isn't the case when it comes to business related books necessarily. Um, you know, just read what, what it is that's going to benefit you the most and that you feel like, you know, getting out of that. And then, Hey, tomorrow you might have another need of, you know, some sort that that book isn't going to serve for you. So why not jump into a different one? So that's served me really well over the years. Now, some of them I, you know, will read all the way through like the one thing that's a great book for, you know, staying focused on the the most uh, important uh, uh, project that you have going. Uh, if you do nothing else all day uh, by doing what's the one thing you could do if you did nothing else all day, you would be the furthest ahead in your business or in your life. That's the thing you need to be doing. And that's what I learned from that book. So that's another book for you. So I, I guess that's four maybe I gave you. I don't know, four or five. Maybe. I'm going to add another one to that list, and that is um, The Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday. Oh, yeah. Yep. But I'm going sure. to I'm gonna advise you guys not to read it all in one sitting. No. I'm actually going to advise it that you read it, not even every day, but to read it when you need it. Like me personally, I'll pick it up, open it on the day that I'm on, and for some reason that advice is just golden. Like mm-hmm. it ju- it's just so fitting. So that's how that's how I would read that book. Yeah. Um, so now you have three nonfiction slash movies to give us. Okay. Um, well, I have to say Dumb and Dumber. Um, it's a book, it's a movie that not everyone loves, but I just have this sense of humor that, you know, can be a little bit dirty. It can just be witty, whatever. Um, I just love dumb comedies. Uh, like that. I mean, it's just to me, um, yeah, a movie like that, Dumb and Dumber is great. Um, gosh, man, so many movies to choose from. How do I pick something else? Um, gosh, I'm kind of drawing a blank because I haven't watched a movie in a while to be, to be honest with you, but, um, I love comedies. It could be a fiction book as well. You know, you're more than welcome to actually add those in. Yeah. I don't read a lot of fiction to be honest with you. I don't know if that sounds boring to anyone, but but uh, like the movies I watch 
are usually stuff like Dumb and Dumber and some of the uh, other comedies related to that from back in the day. All the Jim Carrey movies. The and, Mask is amazing. Anyone yeah. that insults The Mask, you get, a, you get like a slap upside the head. <laughs> I love all of those. Yeah, yeah. For whatever reason, I'm drawing a blank on some of the the movies that uh, you know I've watched over the years that I really like. But the funny thing is, the reason why I say that is because in our house, um, like I don't watch a lot a lot of TV, and when it comes to movies, like the types of movies I watch, my wife usually isn't you know super fired up about it, and I don't really like to take the time to watch an entire movie by myself, and so we don't watch a whole lot of movies together these days and we're so busy all the time too. It seems like with our kids and just lives in general. Um, but what I do get a lot of enjoyment out of is going to movies with my kids to watch stuff they like to watch. Even the, like the Pixar Disney type movies. I mean, it can be really funny and you know, I, I like going because I, I know they enjoy it and then I end up getting a lot out of it myself. And now they're old enough that they you know, are watching some of the, you know, more action-packed movies that I enjoy, too. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's kind of a weird response well, was, to your question, I oh, guess. No, but. dude, it's totally fine. <laughs> but I was going to say, have you ever see, have you seen John Wick? No, I haven't. Oh, dude, you would love that movie. If you're into, like, oh, yeah? high-action, high-octane action movies, it's definitely a movie. And I'm, I'm not going to spoil the movie to you. I'm just going to give you the synopsis. Because a lot of people, like, it's a dumb action movie. I'm like, no. It's actually a very stylish action movie that they did correctly because you have a family pet, right? Uh, yeah, we have a dog. Right. Imagine for a moment someone broke into your house, beat the crap out of you, killed your dog and placed this dead body in front of you and then stole your car. Mm. What is your actual wanted response? Not your logical response. What's your emotional response? Uh, to be really pissed off. Kill that motherfucker. Hunt them down right. and string them up. <laughs> that is basically right. what John Wick's response is, and it's incredible because it's like, it's not a comic book, but it feels like a comic book movie. Like, mm -hmm. it has such depth in the world. Like, the writer's incredible, by the way, the one that wrote it, and the director's shot it perfectly. I mean, Keanu Reeves is absolutely amazing in it. He comes back and he's like, he's a retired hitman that no one even knows about, and some mm. kids fuck with him, and then all <laughs> of a sudden, he's like... The, the kid's dad is the Russian mob boss's head and beats the shit out of his son going, you don't know what you just done. And later on, there's like a lot of like religious symbolism in the sense that they go, you've basically stabbed the, the devil in the back and now he's coming to burn your house down, that kind of thing. <laughs> wow. it, it, it's a great movie. The first one's great. The second one's even better. And mm -hmm. the third one, like th this is how good these movies are. The first one came out. No one really knew about it unless they really heard about it. I loved it. The second movie came out, had a little bit more bigger press release because, you know, the first one had this growing fan base that said how good it was. The third movie, like, and these movies were released in February, by the way, like in like the dead seasons. In uh, the next movie that's coming out is a summer blockbuster hit slot. It's in May. Because they actually oh. reckon it's going to go toe to toe with like stuff like Infinity War and anything else that's coming out next year. Um, huh. th th they've got that kind of thing covered. It's incredible. So I'd recommend watching that for sure because it's like, and also look at it from an emotional story perspective and how it like just portrays emotion justified with a cool edge. It's like he, you can see that he's angry, he's pissed off, he's raging, and he is basically wrath. But then look at how cool his demeanor is and how they basically portray it. It's it's, it's a great case of human psychology. So 
that leads me to my next question really for you and that is when uh like what three pieces of advice would you give to entrepreneurs that are actually in these three categories it could be it's blanket statements or one for each one however you want to do it that's the entrepreneur that's actually hit a plateau and they're getting bored and want to cause some chaos uh the entrepreneur that's in the in the in the shithole that's trying to climb out and the third entrepreneur is like the employee that's thinking about jumping ship and actually trying this thing out fully like really committing to it hmm so what was the question again about those three people? What, what, um, pieces, what three pieces of advice would you give them? Um, first of all, um, boy, each of those, I would say a blanket thing would be maybe the, you know, we mentioned the obstacle um, from within. What is it? Obstacle is the... The obstacle is the way. Is the way. Gosh. Man, <laughs> I've read that book. You'd think I'd remember that. <laughs> but, uh, but that book is, again, that's one of the first things I would do is take a step back. You, you know, some of the, you know, you mentioned some of the advice I've given you, um, you know, quite a while ago was to take some time off and just get away from what it is that you're stressed out about and, uh, just regroup and start asking yourself serious questions about what makes you happy. And I've done this. I've, you know, I don't journal every day. I like to journal, but I don't really do it. Like I, probably should or whatever but um but i find that i do it when i'm in those states of you know kind of a funk for a couple weeks where maybe i'm not you know real happy in what i'm doing or uh i wonder if there's more to life or whatever and i will literally write down you know at the top of a paper on a whiteboard things that make me happy and and i write the things that make me happy and and those are the things I realize after writing them down. It's like those are the things I need to shoot for. You know, I need to do the things that's going to help me get these things in my life. And one of those things, like I, you know, realized about myself, and this might help someone listening to this or, you know, answer part of your question, is that um, I found that, you know, I have been doing this stuff in this industry for so long people tend to say that you should do this or you should do that. You know, you should create info products. You should create a membership. You should speak on stage. You should do all this stuff. But what do you want to do? Do you really want to do all this stuff? And I've found about myself that what really makes me happy is having a lifestyle that allows me to be around my family, my kids, and I've got grandkids now, you know, as much as possible without a lot of stress and, um, uh, too much travel, for instance, away from my family in my life. And so I've structured things around that. So I would tell them to sit down and really ask themselves what would truly make them happy and keep the ego out of it. And again, that book, Ego is the Enemy from Ryan Holiday was huge in helping me with that because I found that, you know, are we creating info products and are we, um, going to live, not live, going to live events, but are we doing things like on Facebook or whatever, just to be seen and just to, because we want recognition or are we doing it as a way to really serve people and that, you know, the attention and everything just comes as a byproduct? Because I think a lot of people, gosh, I know I'm on a tangent, but I know a lot of people, I get on Facebook for instance, or they're doing this or doing that in the public eye. A lot of times, I believe for attention and because they crave the, the buzz they get from, from that attention they get versus maybe uh, doing it truly because they want to serve their audience. And, and because, you know, the more 
visible you are, the the more um, of a chance you have of making that happen. That's that's the good part. So you got to ask yourself, you know, for instance, if, if you want to create info products, someone's telling you you should do that. Are you doing it because you have a passion to to teach that and you want to get it out there? You really want to help people, or are you doing it because hey, I want to be popular in the industry. I want people to know my name. I, you know, I want to be famous. Yeah, I hate that. I hate it when people say it's a famous marketer. Well, you're not really famous. You're you're very popular and well known in our tiny little industry, but you're not really famous. You know yeah. what I mean? So stuff like that. Um, let me see. Uh, what what were, what were the three again? I know one of them. Obviously, I I touch on where people feel stuck and they want to you know do something crazy or whatever. But what were what were the other two? Oh. So the other one was the person that's plateauing and the person that's, in, that's uh, that wants to go full time. Okay, so the one the person who's plateauing, first of all, um, would I, I think what I mentioned is kind of part of that. You know, once you've plateaued and, and you've gotten as high as you feel like you can get in what you're doing, I would definitely take a step back, make sure you're happy in what you're doing, but then also seek higher guidance from masterminds and so on. You know touch base, you know, kind of up level the mentorship that you have in your life already into a much higher level to get some guidance on how you can scale your business at a much higher uh, velocity as well as, you know, dollar wise or whatever to really ramp things up. So that would be one tip for them. Um, As far as people who are just starting, oh my gosh, I think that the, the best thing that they could do is you know, do the things I mentioned, you know, make sure you're, you're doing things that make you happy, but, um, get some solid guidance from just one or two mentors who you trust block off all these other people, because there are tons and tons of people who teach all kinds of stuff and multiple people teach different versions of the same thing, whether it's email marketing, marketing, copywriting, social media marketing, you know, JV stuff like I do, whatever. Um, pick one person who you trust and who comes highly recommended, learn their system to achieve whatever it is you want to achieve and take it one step at a time and without beating yourself up, without comparing yourself to others and, uh, and just pace yourself along the way, understanding that it's going to take time to build, but a year from now you look back, you will realize time really flew by and, but you'll also realize how far along you've become, you know, even if not totally financially, maybe you haven't come along real far financially, you've probably learned a ton and you've learned, you've probably made enough mistakes along the way, which is a good thing that has helped you grow and, and develop thick skin so that you can keep on going. Uh, so that's kind of the, the main advice there, just kind of off the cuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, there was something else that just hit me. Um, I, I just lost it. <laughs> Go ah, ahead. Damn. That's all good. I was going to say, yeah. like, I love the fact that you actually just gave all that piece, those pieces of advice because they're so freaking helpful. Um, and particularly when it comes down to focusing on someone, like I teach copyright, I teach a full extension of copy, so like sales page is a whole lot, you know, email, VSL, all that stuff. But so does Caleb. So does uh, Ben Settle. So does so and so, Jay Abraham, everyone. What I'm saying is find the person that you resonate most with and follow them. Yeah. Also yeah, do your I... research. Do your research because some people you'll resonate with, but it's a story they've made up. 
So always research the person that you're actually looking at going, going to work with. Well, let me throw in there too. I know what it was I was going to say is shiny objects. Yes. Like there, there's a million ways to make a million bucks. That's a good thing. I mean, you know, the good thing is that if you fail at something, and I use that word in parentheses, it's not failure. It's it's a learning experience. It really is. Um, and let's say you get burned out on doing something. You know, there have been times I've considered giving up and just getting out of the whole JV you know, management thing or training on it and just doing something totally different because there's so many different ways that you can make a lot of money in different businesses that appear to be really fun and uh, lucrative or whatever. But the, the truth is that make sure that whatever it is you're currently focused on, if you believe that this is an avenue you could do well with and you enjoy it and so on, Definitely put the blinders on to anything else. Don't get sucked into the other types of business opportunities, such as making money on Amazon or doing affiliate marketing uh, or whatever the case may be. If your track is, you know, you want to be, you, you love copywriting and you want to have an agency where you do copy for people, for instance, you know, keep at that and do that because, you know, worst case, worst that can come from that is you become a, a better copywriter than you are today. And then that's always going to serve you no matter what business you get in, you know, the better you, you know that. So, um, yeah, so the shiny object syndrome, that's something that held me down for so many years, uh, just jumping from thing to thing and not getting committed. And these days I'm a lot, a lot better about it. So, yeah, commitment is a big thing. I mean, um, I've been that way for a long time. So what I did as my little hack for this, and you could totally use the sand if you want to, because uh, I use a Mac, you can do this on Windows as well. I opened up um, Numbers, which is the equivalent of Excel. And I just wrote books I want to read, courses I want to read, name of book, subject, and rating out of 10. And then next to it, would I read this again as a Y right. or an N? And I did this for courses and books. And I will go in that if I want to buy anything, if I want to read anything, if I want to do anything, I consult the list. If the list says it's a good book for me to read, if it's the thing I picked out, I will read it and I'll go through it. Or as a course, I'll sit down and go through it. If it's not on the list, it's irrelevant. Oh, yeah. That, that's my work in blinds on. But Andy, thank you for joining us on the show, man. I'm so happy that we managed to get you on. And I know we tried to get this uh, sorted. And, you know, I had to cancel and we had to rebook. And so <laughs> we finally got there in the end. Um, I just say thank you for actually, you know, getting back in touch and we actually got to schedule this in. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And, and man, uh, gosh, I, yeah, I know I go off on tangents. I know you said don't apologize for that, and I'm not apologizing. Um, uh, there's just so much I can share with people. I Which think is... that just, yeah, just through experiences and uh, and all that, I just love to to help people anyway and guide them and give them you know ideas that have worked for me or things to avoid. So man, it's been it's been fun. Andy, do you reckon this is a one-time? I'm only getting you on the show, dude. You're coming back on the show in a couple of months' time. Oh, I'm sure. getting I'm yeah, getting your ass on. back on here. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I'll come back for sure. Just people in the crowd are like, does he has he not listened to any of Adel's podcasts? He usually tries to drag people back in because he's like, you're fun. Let's get you back in. Um, <laughs> but dude, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate you. And guys, check out endorsedinfluence.com. Reach out to Andy in every single way you can. The guy's a fucking legend. Um, <laughs> and seriously, I'm not even kidding. The, the guy is one of the nicest people as you've heard. He just gives advice like crazy and pay him. Seriously, I'm not even kidding. Pay, hire him if you've got a great product. He'll put you in touch with the right people. What, if you're not ready or there yet, 
uh, just be friends with the guy. He he genuinely puts puts so much great emphasis on like what he puts out for free. It's ridiculous. Um, so yeah, check it out and also watch like a couple of good movies. I don't know, enjoy that shit. It's gonna be fun. But Andy, <laughs> it's been a true pleasure having you back on here, my friend, and having you on here. And then we're gonna look forward to getting you back on here in the future. Guys, remember to rate, subscribe, share, and comment on these episodes so I know exactly what you guys think and how we can improve. Andy, thanks again for being here, my friend. Cool. Thanks for having me, Adel. Appreciate it. See you guys on the next episode.